Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Simon's Cake Games Podcast, a video game podcast. 2017 edition. <laughs> game of the year. Normally for our podcast, we usually talk about one, sometimes two games, and we include non-spoiler and spoiler sections, but today we're going to talk about any and everything 2017. This is basically our wrap-up of the year. Just keep that in mind. It won't be a single um, game that we'll talk about. It'll just be what we thought about this year and anything to do with gaming. To introduce your host, I am Camille, and I am joined by Joe and Adrian. Hello. Hello. Yeah, and for today's episode, since we kind of talked about this being 2017, we're going to have three lists, and it's going to be our top three AAA games, our top three indie games, which neither of these don't really have to have an order or be only three and then we are going to have an honorable mention before we start does anyone have anything to add before we get into this craziness uh it's good to be back finally (laughs) i know we've been like on a crazy break um i guess to kind of like put it out there is joe and i got married this year in october so um we were very very busy record or very very busy recording our marriage yeah we're recording our marriage (laughs) kind of we kind of did um but yeah it was it was awesome um it just was very time consuming and it was very hard to play games let alone podcast them so it it does feel nice to be back after i don't even know how many months but yeah it was it was a crazy year for us crazy ass year yeah all around crazy crazy years for games for movies for personal stuff everything everything about 2017 was has been crazy yes i agree all right, so we'll just start this then. Top three games of the year. We're just going to go one by one until we all hit our threes, and I guess I'll start. And my So one of my games for AAA is Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a fantastic game, gorgeous, and um, it just really got me excited for what is to come for new games, new AAA, and I... I I'm very excited to go back for DLC. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, Horizon's great. Uh, it's one of those games where, like, I'm always saying that why put an open world game out there if there's nothing to do in it? Yeah. It's just a big sandbox with nothing to do. But this game had a, a plenty to do, but I didn't feel it was overwhelming. Like, it was too much. It was gorgeous. Um, yeah, I... Horizon was great. There's there's so much cool things, and then of course robot dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, of course. So little known fact about me is that I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a paleontologist. Uh, me too. Dude, I not even love joking. dinosaurs. I'm crazy me about too. them. 
Um, however, I am very sad to report that after five hours in Horizon, I could just not get into the game. It, wow. Yeah, it was one of those things that I'm like, you know, like I understand what people like it. The game looks beautiful, though. Like that game does look fantastic. Like it's, I, I think it's fair to say it's one of the prettiest, like realistic, I guess, games out there. Uh, it oh, just yeah, looks definitely. so good. Um, but no, yeah, like it, it wasn't for me, and it's uh, I'm disappointed about it. Uh, you know, as like a gamer mostly, right? Like it's not nothing about the game. It's just like, yeah, I just I just didn't I just didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't uh, striking you. Yeah, well, and wh- you know, every time I've said this, I've gotten heat from so many people. Like it's it always goes with us saying like people are just like, oh, you just like. You know, like, what do you play? Like, I don't know, like, Nintendo and PC? You're just a Nintendo fan, but, like, what's that have anything to do with? <laughs> like, why are you bringing that up? But, uh, yeah, no, it's it, it was... Uh, I just stopped saying that about the game uh, just because, yeah, I just couldn't handle people getting upset with me about it. Um, and, you know, like, some of my very close friends, they go, like, oh, you just have to go, like, past the 20-hour mark, and you get so good, like... Dude, like 20 hours? That's like, I don't know, like two, three weeks? Like, that's a lot of time. You may as well have beat the game at that point, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't, I can't play for that long. Like, I would like to, you know, play one game for... And I have played games for way more than, like, 20, 30 hours. But, like, by that point, I must already be loving the game instead of, like, oh, you know, I'm still waiting to... Waiting for you to strike me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, however, I, I did promise a bunch of people that I am going to be finishing playing it. I do want to get to that point that everybody thinks the game gets so good that, you know, it will be in your memory forever. So uh, I'm just waiting to get some extra money so I can uh, buy it. I was playing a borrowed copy. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm going to gonna be buying it. And uh, hopefully with the DLC, because uh, people really like the DLC, they are say... Uh, what they call it, complete edition or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be playing that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll report back. Hopefully I'll like it next year. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people who get butthurt because you don't like the same thing that they like, you don't even need to engage with those people. They're not yeah. even worth talking to, honestly. Like, yeah. you should just, you like what you like, and that's nobody else's business. But anyway, um, I guess I... I loved Horizon. Like I thought the the story wrapped up in a real satisfying way. Like obviously, you know, spoilers, but it did like didn't really leave you hanging. It like kinda answered everything, all the questions that it asked. Um and the world was big but not too big. That's the last positive thing I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. And you should play it if you haven't played it. So what's your um top triple A? Um, I feel pretty comfortable ranking my top three in order. Uh because I think like a game's clearly better than the other two games, but anyway, uh, I'd say my number three is Resident Evil Seven. Hmm. Um, I absolutely love horror games. I'm a big, uh, big horror game fan. I'm a horror fan in general, but in specifically horror games. And a problem I've had with a lot of these horror games that have been coming out lately, like all of these modern horror games, are like they're first person, and you can't really engage with. Uh, like the enemies or anything going on, you just have to kind of run and hide. Yeah. And like that's not really scary to me. It's just you're just playing like a walking hide simulator and, and walking simulator hide and seek game. Yeah. 
and that that doesn't really do much for me but i feel resident evil 7 was like the first game to really be like a modern horror game like those where you could actually fight back if you wanted to mm-hmm. um i mean sometimes it wasn't in your best interest too but you, you i mean you could if you wanted to and i loved having that option and the vibe of that game is just simply fantastic i love the atmosphere they set up for it uh the story was really good it got back to what i love so much about resident evil 1 which was kind of just you're in this house you're exploring this this one tight area and you're kind of unlocking things as you go you like you'll see oh this you, this door can't be opened but i know i'll get a key to unlock this later so you got to kind of make a, a note of that and there's just there's so many good things about that game it was great okay yeah, Resident Evil 7 is actually one of those games that, well, you all know that I actually don't like or enjoy uh, the <laughs> horror genre. Uh, but yeah, it's that's one of those games that I I feel I will mind, you know, if we were like in a big get together and there was like, oh, dude, like, let's just play Resident Evil 7, right? Like, I wouldn't mind being in the room while everybody is like, you know, passing the controller every time they die or something. Um, I think I will enjoy it more, you know, as a, hey, I'm watching a movie more than, hey, I'm super scared and I can't even move the controller anymore because I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just frozen in fear, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Like, I feel eventually any one of my friends will be like, oh, let's just play. Like, that's kind of how I got it. Got quotation marks there into uh, Metal Gear. It was my cousins were playing it there between five or six years older than me. So they were playing games way before I was. And uh, during one Christmas, they brought their PS1, started playing Metal Gear from beginning to end. And I was just sitting there, like, enjoying the game, like a movie. And I think I actually liked that game better that way because when I tried playing it myself, it just wasn't my style. But I still liked the Mm. game because I I was, you know, sharing the experience with my cousins and uh, having fun that way, I guess. That's totally how I deal with horror games. If it's too much, I'll just watch Joe play it. Because <laughs> I, I can't handle the playing horror games because it's just, in the driver's seat is so much more intense than just watching it. Like, I could watch horror movies all day, but yeah, it's not a fun experience to be holding the controller and running away. It's it's awful. Yeah, she um she watched the majority of my playthrough of that, that yeah. game. And I was just telling her a little while ago, because I'm playing through the Evil Within 2 right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, like, why am I not as scared of this as I was the first game? Is it just not as scary as it the first one was? Like, w- what is going on here? Because this, this should be scary. This is the Scary things are happening. Why aren't I scared? And I was telling Camille, I think Resident Evil 7 broke me. <laughs> because <laughs> I was so scared of that game. I don't think anyone anything can match match the atmosphere and the tone and how scared I was of Resident Evil 7 uh, because net now playing through the Evil Within 2 I'm like this isn't a scary 7 so I'm not I'm not you know feeling as much as I should I guess mm-hmm. yeah and that happens like I feel that happens to me a lot with games sometimes it's hey I play this thing which is also you know in this ballpark for this game and that I enjoyed that game so much more than then by comparison or anything. Like I'm playing Brawlout, uh, for example, right now, which is a uh, early access game on Steam, but it just released on uh, Switch uh, a couple days ago. No clue how that works. One early access on one platform, but release on another mm-hmm. one. Anyway, but I'm playing that, and um, it's obviously a, a Super Smash Bros. clone, 
but you know the more I play it the more it's like this just doesn't feel as tight I guess as Smash Bros so like I'm having fun but I'm not having that much fun anymore oh well PUBG um release had just 1.0 release today yes and it's still in early access on xbox so it's not that uncommon i guess i guess so yeah what is your game adrian yeah i also rank them uh by you know how much i enjoyed them you know top to bottom however this is not in any way uh how better one is than the other it's just my own personal taste and for me the my favorite game of the entire year was uh, Mario Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. <sighs> that game is something that shouldn't work by any means. It should never work, yet it does. And, you know, those who know me know that before, when this game got leaked, I was one of the people, you know, with uh, pitchforks and, and torches basically saying, why, why, who, who... Who under no right one was mind, asking for this? Yeah, who yeah. was asking for this? Why this joke got too far? Like what? Like everything about the game was pissing me off. And um, I don't know if anyone remembers the leaks, but it was just like uh, a couple of bullet points about the uh, gameplay, and then it was um, like a promotional art for uh, I guess like the cover of the game. And as soon as I saw. Um, Rabbit Peach taking a selfie. I was like, "Fuck this!" Like I hate everything about it. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, when it was announced at E three, I started seeing gameplay, and as everyone knows, I'm a big sucker for gameplay. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, wait a minute! This actually seems like it could be a lot of fun?" Question mark. And uh, then you know, I started watching more gameplay and started reading more stuff about it. Got really excited. And then when it released, it just made me so happy. It, 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 it's the game that made me the most happy um, in the entire, you know, 2017. In a game where, in, in a year where we got a bunch of amazing, you know, perfect 1010 games. Uh, you know, the little weird game that cult was the one that uh, stole my heart. And I, I don't know. I haven't finished it, and it's actually one of my backlog games. But boy, I love this game. Like it's just uh, it's it just makes me happy. So now, are you a rabbits fan, or were you a rabbits no, fan before no, this? No, 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 no. I hated these damn things, man. Um, so the thing is, when the rabbits started appearing on the Rayman games, uh, my friends mm-hmm. were obsessed with that. Uh, it was always like, oh, let's you know go to uh, Armando's house, my best friend. Uh, let's go to Armando's house, and we'll just play the uh, dancing game that was in there. And I hated everyone for it. I was like, let's play Smash <laughs> Brothers. Why aren't we playing Smash Brothers? Why are we playing this garbage? Uh, but, you know, like, everybody had, like, girlfriends at the time. And they all wanted to play the dancing game. I'm like, fuck. Like, you people suck. <laughs> like, why are we playing these stupid rabbits? And they look so dumb. They're like minions, right? And I also hate minions. Yeah, they're like ugly minions. Yeah, but then. No, they're ugly. I mean, they, they're kind of ugly, yeah. But then, like, so I obviously have this history of hating the characters that when the game was announced, I was pissed off, as I said already. But now I made a completely um, a 180 to the point that I not only, you know, love the game, it's my favorite game of the year, but I also bought the figurines. So mm-hmm. I have every single one of them uh, coming in the oh, mail. Hi. Yeah, uh, Rabbit Luigi is my favorite character. 
of the game. I just love that dude so much. Uh, I actually told a friend, hey, we should totally try to do a cosplay, and I'll be right with Luigi, you'll be right with Mario, and we'll have a good time. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, I, yeah, I, I now... I don't know if now I like all rabbits, but I definitely like rabbits in the Mario universe, I guess. A uh, little known fact, but there's actually going to be rabid skins for Mario and Luigi in the new Smash Brothers, right? Wait, really? That would be no, amazing if it was, yeah. <laughs> you got him so <laughs> excited. Know. I'm just making a prediction. Actually. Yeah. He's a liar. Dude, dude, like, if, if that was DLC, I would totally buy it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's something they'd probably do. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Maybe one of the characters can actually be like a clone of Mario or Luigi, right? Yeah, if th- mm-hmm. Well, they do They do clones anyway in Smash Brothers, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Like Fox and Falco are like clones of each other. Yeah, yeah. And Link and Dark Link and Toon Link and all that. Although, like, of course, um, the, the thing with Mario plus Rabbids is that it is, it is a strategy game. It's not a platformer uh, in any True. way. So uh, the characters actually don't jump all that much you can actually jump in the game by pressing a or anything uh so i feel like if they were to be introduced into smash which now i didn't know i wanted it but now i really want them in the <laughs> smash uh there will probably be like you know these uh like weapon based characters and i i will be okay with that to be honest so mm-hmm. bring them on i think sakurai can make that happen oh of course he can yeah yeah <laughs> Also, uh, 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 Nintendo, if anyone on Nintendo is listening, uh, bring Shovel Knight into Smash as well, because otherwise yes. I'm just going to like flip my desk. how that even work? He, they have to like render him in 3D and all that. That would be He's so already dope. in 3D, though. Yeah. In ukulele? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is in ukulele. Yeah. No, I didn't even know that. Yep. He's uh, one of the guest characters in the game. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Well, I'll let you two finish out your uh, AAA because all mine are indies. <laughs> the rest of my, I just realized the rest of mine are indies. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought they weren't, but these aren't AAA games now that I'm thinking about it. So I'll let you guys finish out your AAA list. Okay. Uh, well, next up, my number two game of the year is Near Automata. Mm. Which uh, I don't know how much experience uh, you have with it that are any at all adrian um but this game to me uh pretty comfortable calling it a masterpiece jesus bro that's intense yeah when you have time to like well after you finally beat it and have time to sit and actually like meditate on it and let it marinate and you know uh, reflect on it it's it's so 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 good uh it's made by um yoko taro i guess he's um this like eccentric Japanese director. He's like really goofy and weird. And, um, he's just, he's, he's a character, but I, I, I just, I, I really, really like this game. The combat is really, really smooth. It was made by, um, the, de- it was developed by platinum games, I guess, yeah. which, uh, this is a sequel to a game called near, which was not developed by platinum. Um, I'm not sure who developed it actually, but the combat was like one of the, the cons of the first game like it really wasn't that smooth and when they finally like revived it they wanted to find a developer who could make the combat smooth and make it play real nice and they really platinum really achieved that i think um but uh, one of the things i hear a lot of people like say why they don't want to play the game or don't want to try it is because oh i i gotta play through the game like five times to to see all the endings or whatever because they're they're like five 
traditional endings and then i guess 21 other joke endings because <laughs> yeah. there's, tw- there's 26 endings and like there's a ending for each letter of the alphabet what? but to that i would to that i was t- i would tell people that each playthrough is kind of like another chapter of the story it's not really playing through the same game like over and over and over again like, I just had nightmares of, like, Bravely Default, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> if they would have not done that, whew. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely not like that. Like, you do see some of the same events from different people's perspectives, and you definitely gain new insight into what's going on. But once you're into, like, Playthrough 3, like, it's completely, completely new content. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really weird how, how they structure it, because, like, after Playthrough A, you do see credits, and Playthrough B, you see credits, and then... Once you get through the next playthrough, it's like completely different. Like I was telling Camille, like after after playthrough B and after the credits roll, you basically get like a coming up next on Near Automata. It's like a TV show because oh, it has wow. like scenes from like the next playthrough. And then you finally start it and it feels like you're playing a sequel to the game that you just played through. Hmm. It's re- yeah, it's really, really cool. But um, I did I did finish up through playthrough E, which is what um, like, you know, you got the full story if um, if you get up to playthrough E. And it's it's really really hard to talk about the game without spoiling it outright. Like like this this game more so than any other game is like I just want to have a spoiler cast about this and just talk about it. Yeah, because it's it's so so good the things they do. It's very quirky and it it's a very self aware game. Yeah. I'd say. So uh, my my thing with Nier uh, was that. Uh, when when uh you know the game awards were happening right and uh mm-hmm. that was a contender for uh best i think it was like a music or soundtrack and like audio design or something like that um mm-hmm. i remember seeing like oh man like look like persona 5 is in here uh mario also has good music zelda has good music um i think horizon also was there it's like oh like yeah i heard parts of the soundtrack and that soundtrack also sounds amazing and then a near one and i was like the 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 music on this game must be so good that it just it beat everything else like it just beat every other game so i was actually um i was actually really shocked that it won best soundtrack for the game awards because I I thought Persona Five was far and away the best soundtrack. The best of soundtrack, all those. yeah. Um, but I mean, the near soundtrack is amazing. Mm. Don't don't get me wrong, I I absolutely love it, <laughs> and it really fits the tone of that game well. Like what that game's going for and what it's trying to do, that the soundtrack just enhances it, which is what a soundtrack should do. Yeah. But like the Persona Five soundtrack is just god tier. Yeah. So you know, like I I I. Thanks to that, actually, I kind of want to play the game. Um, however, you know, I'm always wary. Like, I will do it with Horizon, but I'm always kind of scared of buying PS4, PS4 games because the console that I have is actually my old roommate's. And mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't asked for it, so I don't think he cares all that much. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I feel like it's been with me for like a year now. So, like, <laughs> okay, I guess I kind of I can consider it being mine to some extent. But at the same time, it's like yeah. if he ever goes like, "Hey, dude, like this game is coming for PS4, and I really want to play. Can I get the console back?" I'm gonna go like, 
Well, all right then. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bunch you, of. You kind of have to, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, not that I uh, care too much about owning games for a platform that I don't own. That, like that's perfectly fine, especially because, you know, eventually I'm gonna get a PS4 anyway. Uh, so it's like it's not a terrible thing uh, for me to get. Well, uh, the game's on Steam too, you know. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say next. Uh, so I did see that it was on Steam, and I have my beautiful, you know, very powerful gaming computer. And uh, yeah. I'm just waiting for, you know, for, to have, like, a very good sale that I can just pick it up. I might be on sale right now. I haven't checked. Uh, but I, I did the same thing on um, on Black Friday. It was, like, half off. I got it for $25 I brand new. I was going to pick it up then, and I forgot about it. Uh, yeah. Let me see if it's on sale, actually, at the moment. No, it is not. It's full price right now. Is it 50 uh, eighty actually in the uh, in Canada. Eighty. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, Canadian prices. So, uh, c- yeah. Well, I mean, how I even got into this game was I was playing it on Steam. On um, I was playing on Camille's brother's uh, Steam library. Oh. And yeah, and I was like, I got, I got through ending A. I was like halfway through ending B or playthrough B, and then I saw the sale, and I'm like, I just I want to play this on PlayStation. I want to play it on the TV. So I actually played through played through A like twice. And then, um, like, went through playthrough B, like, two times, too, before I even got to playthrough C. So I, I played through it a lot. I really, really liked the like the game. But if for some reason, if you ever get a hold of this game and play it and play through it, like, I would be so down to do a spoiler cast for you if oh, you yeah. it for it. It's, it's definitely on my, on, my, uh, on my wish list of games that I would like to actually get serious on. Um, mm-hmm. which I guess we'll get into uh, some of those games later. Uh, but yeah, like my wish list on both Steam and Switch now is so big that I don't know. Like I, I have to, I'm going to have to start being very critical about like one, what I add to my uh, wish list and two, how and when I start playing <laughs> those games. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just some like a uh, uh, Ducky Ducky literal, uh, literal, I can't even talk. <laughs> Just you just got to say DDLC okay. you know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I want I really want to play that game. Uh, so you know. Oh, that's another one. I'd be so interested in your opinion on both of those games. Yeah. So we, we will. Like it took me. You know, it took me a little bit uh, longer to get into Undertale. Like you guys play like a lot earlier than I ever did. Uh, but yeah. you know, you know that I will. You know that it's happening. And when it does, we'll we'll have a big big ass episode about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. So, um, uh, all right. Uh, your turn. I guess. Yeah. Uh, oops. Nope. That's not here. That's in the other computer. There we go. Uh, so my second pick is surprise, surprise, Legend of Zelda: right. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Odyssey, but now Zelda. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 It's Zelda. Um. And it's Zelda for for many different reasons. Um. You know, as a game designer, you are always trying to you know uh, find new ways to. To make stuff, there there's so many people making video games right now, and you know there is a saying. I don't remember the actual saying, but it kind of goes like, "Everything in the world has been invented, and now everyone is just trying to put their own twist into stuff." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. it's, I probably butchered the hell out of that, but whatever. Um, however, I feel like Breath of the Wild kind of stand on its own as uh, as you know this weird, crazy open world which is not really an open world it's like an open air game i think that's how they're calling it and open air okay yeah because like you can climb anything right and then just fly around just fall yeah, yeah. and continue exploring right which is why i think as a game designer it's the 
it's one of the best games of the decades, one of the best games of this generation. Um, that's another reason why I couldn't really get into um, Horizon. Because after, you know, after playing Zelda, any other game, any other open world game in comparison <sighs> makes me wish that I could do more. And uh, that's the problem. Like I, every time I see, and this happens to me on, uh, it happened to me on Ukulele. It happened to me on Super Mario Odyssey. Happened to me in a bunch of games this year. Every time I see a place that I can't get into because either the story or the game itself is preventing me to reach, I get pissed off. Like it's, it, it annoys me so much that I'm like, why can't you just feel like Zelda where I can just do anything I want at any moment, even if I get my ass kicked? So, uh, yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild, it's, it's I, like I put it as a second, but it really is for me, it is the best game of 2017, uh, but it's just my second. It, it didn't make me as happy as uh, Mario Plus Rabbits did, which is a weird thing to say, but, you know, after 300 hours on Zelda, I don't know, I haven't put, yeah, I haven't put that much <laughs> into a game since... Like, even Counter-Strike, right? Like, I have 500 hours into that game, or I'm about to reach 500 hours into that game, and I've been playing since 2012. So, mm -hmm. you know, I completed in less than a year, or not in less than a year, but, like, I almost got as much time in less than a year than I've been with a game that I've been playing since, uh, like for, like, five years ago, right? So, yeah, I just, I just think Zelda is fantastic, so that's why it's my number two. See, now, I would agree with almost all of that. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, unfortunately for us, we haven't got a Switch yet either. True. Which we really, but really... But you were still playing it on uh, well, Wii U. Well, I'll get into that. Um, but yeah, we haven't got a Switch yet, which we're really, really hoping to rectify that soon. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I gotta like, be... There was a... I gotta be fair, sorry. I gotta be fair on that. Okay. I think... The fact that I got to play it on Switch really, like, it doesn't take anything away from how great the game was designed and how everything you can do into the game uh, actually, you know, like, works together uh, constantly. But it did really help me put those 300 hours into the game because I was, you know, like, I was, like, traveling or something and I will bring my Switch and I will play for a couple of hours or, like, I will be having lunch I will put it on the table and, you know, play uh, for like half an hour while I was eating during my break and then put it back, play on the bus, right? Like the Switch gave me the ability to enjoy the game that much more. But I think mm -hmm. even so, it is still like the design, the core design of the game would extend on its own if it was on PC or PS4 or Xbox One or Wii U even, right? Like it will stand as a great game, whatever the platform but the fact that I was playing it on Switch was more like, hey, I can play this game anywhere I want. Yay. Yeah, I don't think the novelty of that will ever ever wear off. Um, what I was going to say, though, is like e even, even without the portability of, of the Switch, I mean, I still think it's a fantastic game. Like one of the, one of the best ever designed, best designed games ever. Um. But I just got back into playing it again recently. Like, I tried it out again because there was a long period of time this year where I didn't play Zelda. Like, I took a long break from it because when I first got it back in March or April, I, I spent a lot of time with it. And then I kind of put it down after, like, 40 or 50 hours or so to play Persona 5. Mm -hmm. 
and I just got around to getting back to it like last week. And like, I just have this nagging feeling like I'm putting all this time into it, but I know I'm going to get a switch soon. So like, I'm just going to have to replay everything that I'm playing right now. Yeah. So it kind of like dulls my excitement for it. And you know what? Uh, If I can be like a hundred percent honest with you guys here, my opinion will be, I don't know if you guys are collecting consoles or not. I am. So obviously I didn't trade my Wii U in, uh, but like trade that, trade that in, get a switch, get Zelda. Yeah. Trade the Wii U. It's fine. And all the games? It's Even Mario Maker? No, not the games. Not, well, the depends. games are worth more money than the console. Yeah, some <laughs> games. Yeah, exactly. Um, Trace some games, uh, you know, some of the things that you may regret buying. Like Smash Bros., that sold too well. You can trade that in. Uh, Mario Kart 8, that sold too well. You can trade that in, too. Um, but yeah, like trade some of those games. Trade the Wii U unless you really want to collect it. Because, I mean, I guess, after all, there's only, like, 40 million of those things out there. So, it's rare. Yeah. Whatever. See, the thing with the with the Wii U, we still, like, I don't know when we're going to ever get to play those games that we bought either. Because we have, like, Wind Waker HD. God, don't I, I played through Twilight Princess HD. I got, like, the, the big special edition. I, I finished that, so that's okay. But, yeah, we have Mario Maker and Tropical Freeze and, obviously, Breath of the Wild. But we can trade that in if we're going to upgrade. Yeah. And... Yeah, the thing is, like, the Switch makes, and yeah, people will probably get mad about this, but Switch just makes every game that much better. Like, it's just... All I hear this year is, like, oh, it's, it's a cool game, but I wish they had it on Switch. Yeah. yeah. Like, even Everybody. if it's on PlayStation or Xbox, but like, oh, even, I wish they put it out on Switch. Even, like, PlayStation fanboys been saying that shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like damn. it's funny It's funny how, uh, I think it was uh, Golfarb from IGN said something like, mm-hmm. hey, I love Persona 5. It's my, you know, uh, game of the year and all, but I just wish it was on Switch so I could play more of it. And like, yeah, I get that. I really get that. <laughs> So it probably will be on Switch eventually, and I'll probably replay yeah. it on Switch if it comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I dude, like it's funny how like every time I see a game that is coming out, I'm like, oh I'm gonna Oh wait, it's also coming on Switch, and then I check it like, yeah it is. It's just taking like a month or so after, right? So I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna wait a month. It's fine, I can wait. Yeah. And like yeah. even even older games, right? Like I'm waiting right now. I'm holding on buying uh, Wolfenstein 2, which I hear it's a fantastic game, and it's on sale right now on Steam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's something like forty percent off or something like that. And I'm like, uh, I kind of just want to wait and pay the full price for the damn thing on Switch because I will play it way more uh, that way. So you know, it's I'm okay with having a slightly inf- or, bare- or very much inferior uh, version of a game as long as I can play it on the go. Yeah. Yeah, so... Now, did you play the first Wolfenstein? Uh, no, a friend of mine is uh, going to let me borrow it uh, on Xbox One so I can play it. I'm going to be playing that on... Uh, what is it? Old Blood, I think is the expansion, or...? Yeah, it's like... Because uh, it's like the New Order and the Old Blood and all that, so I I, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's one game I'm looking to get into is the the Wolfenstein, the new the new version. Mm-hmm. So I uh, yeah, I want to play uh, through uh, both of those before I get into Wolfenstein too, which you know it works for the best because it's not coming out until I think it's like January or February on Switch. So I'm like, yeah, hooray! I have time to play on Xbox One <laughs> before I get to play on Switch. So yeah, I'm gonna be getting into that hopefully soon. Yeah, it's like every time a game gets delayed now, I'm like, cool, take your time. I got plenty to, to work on until it comes out. So, yeah, not mad. 
And okay, so I'm gonna get into this quickly, uh, and we're gonna move on. But one of the things during the Wii U era that I loved so much was like, oh man, there is only one cool game that I want to play on on Wii U uh, for the next like you know six months. So I get to catch up with that game for such a long time before the next one comes out. And now with Switch, like fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh my god, why there's so <laughs> Every many day games. games come out for that thing. There's so many games. There's over 350. Why? I don't have time nor money to play all of them. I just bought yeah, two more. Like I just bought two more this morning. So I'm like, come on now. Yeah, and then uh, it comes with a tiny ass like uh SD card too, so it's mm-hmm. like got some space management issues to work on as well. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's uh your turn for third game. Okay, so my number one game of the year is uh, Persona 5. I think uh, my time with Persona 5 was just so, so memorable. I don't think I'll ever uh, play a game that comes close to um, just how evocative that game was for me. Like, I, I, I love spending time in that world. I thought the game was just so, so stylized and so cool and, like, just so many good memories with that game so many good story moments so many memorable like twists and turns and just as an overall experience uh and as a jrpg and kind of like the 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 battle system just everything about that game just meshes together so so well and uh i think it's one of the best jrpgs i've played in oh god like 10 years at least a thousand years a thousand years <laughs> Like, yeah, without getting into spoilers, I I mean, I can't say too much about why I like this game because it is so story-driven. But just the um, the the structure of it was so original to me because this was my first Persona game. Um, so just, like, the experience of, like, going to school and, you know, taking classes and studying and then coming home and deciding who you want to spend your time with. Did I want to... Do I want to go to... You know the the baseball uh, the batting cages and you know improve this skill. Or did I want to go to the library and study and brush up on my knowledge, which will in turn you know get these social links that will all feed back into the battle system. It was just all so connected, and so 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 good. Have you played all the other Persona games or no? The just this was my first one. I have Persona oh. Four Golden on Vita. Okay. Uh, which I which I started, but I gotta dig out my Vita to continue. <laughs> No, it's fine. Don't play. Don't play the beta version. Play the PS2 version, um, and I'll get into why in a second. Uh, so yeah, I have played every Persona game. I play um, one. I was kind of alright uh, with uh, two. I really like uh, the characters and the story it was a lot darker than the first one, uh, which I really enjoy. Uh, then three just blew my mind. I think a three is having not played five. You know, disclaimer there. Uh, I think mm-hmm. 3 it is the best in the series. It's just like every character is compelling. Uh, the music is fantastic. Uh, uh, like the design of the levels is just great. Uh, the boss battles are hard, but not like too hard, I guess. I guess they're hard, but fair. Um, mm-hmm. And just how dark it is, uh, how the motivation for every character is just so... It's just so good, like right, like it makes you uh, care and feel for the characters. So I really like three. That when I play four, it was just like, ah, it's so so anime. Like I don't, I don't like this. It's too, it's too too childish for me. It hasn't always been anime. 
It, yeah, no, no. It always has been, uh, for sure. But you know, it was a, it was a, fa- it was a matter of three was like a super dark game, and then f- how how can I describe it better? Well, you guys have seen uh, Doctor Who, so imagine if you were to go from uh, watching Blink with David Tennant oh. to then okay. to then watching. Um, I don't know the first episode with Matt Smith, the eleventh hour, right? Like bl- Blink is super dark, and then you get this one. It's like, oh, that's funny, but it's also very lighthearted, right? So yeah, very quirky. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I will compare three and four. Uh, even though for you know from a gameplay perspective, which you know I'm very into, it's much, it's way more defined, uh, uh, defined yeah, than Persona Three. I just like the story and the characters better. Uh, on three, but everybody that I've talked to says like, "Oh, you should play five because five is just like three on asteroids," and I'm like, "All right, that's good enough for me." Uh, yeah, I'm gonna five be gets picking pretty that game dark, up. actually. Yeah, like even early on, like um, like they deal with um, like, I don't know, like I don't know if I should put spoilers like the first few hours or so or not, but they they deal with some really dark themes. Yeah, just that, keep it at that. Like, huh? Yeah, just keep it at that. Okay. Yeah. Wish I could say more, but I can't. Yeah, no, and that's fair, and that's why I wanna, I really wanna play it. So, I'll, I'll. That's another one of my, hey, this is the game on twenty eighteen that I should really play. Yeah. Uh, another good thing about the game, at least for me, that I kind of connected with, was the time management structure of it, because, um, having to commute back and forth to work, having like over an hour commute, and then you know working the hours that i do like i really feel the the connection of oh do you want to spend your time doing this or doing that you can only choose one your time is extremely limited and you only have time to improve this skill or that skill or improve your social link with this person or that person i'm like i feel where you're coming from man yeah and uh it's funny that this is your first persona game i uh, i didn't know that i will have recommended maybe playing three first and then jumping into five Mm -hmm. uh because now i think you know if 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 I were to believe what everybody says, who also have played every other Persona game, if five is that actually that much better than three, then I feel like when you play three, you're gonna be disappointed. So I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. But even with um, even starting playing four after coming from going from uh, four from five, I'm like, oh, this isn't in there. This isn't. Oh, this doesn't look as good as this does because I'm so used to living in five for like. I think I played the game for 120 hours, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't even do that much side stuff. Like just just mainlining the game, the main game is like over 100 hours. Just because, and it doesn't wear out its welcome either. That's one of the big things about it is it goes on for so so long, but because of its structure of just going from day to day and going from you know this person to that person talking to them, it's like it doesn't feel for it doesn't feel as long as it is. Yeah. Well, and uh, for me, my last game. Uh triple a game i guess from uh 2017 was uh, super mario odyssey and uh the reason i like this game it's because it feels like if you were to throw in a ball a little bit of mario 64 and then you throw a little bit of uh, mario galaxy and then you throw just a pinch of breath of the wild in there and then you mix that you get super mario odyssey uh, the game is amazing. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. It looks beautiful. You know, even running on Switch, it looks fantastic. Um, the 
I guess the ability to just like explore and find things that, and I guess that this is something I I, I wonder if uh, to some extent if they took cues from Zelda when they were designing this game because like you can just go when you're in the kingdom you can just go anywhere and you will find random moons doing things like you will like you will see something you know like kind of like floating around and you go like oh I wonder if I can get there and then you get there and there is a moon hidden there and you go like oh man that that was really hard but like it took me like I don't know 20 tries but I finally did it and you feel good about yourself but the game also suffers from hey there's so many moons then there is just like a random box there and you smash the box and there is a moon. It's like, well, was that really necessary yeah. to put there? Like, maybe not, but... I've heard some moons are a lot more rewarding than others. Yeah, there are some moons that you go like, oh man, like I try this forever and it feels good to be rewarded. And then another ones that you go like, well... Like, I understand, right? Like, this is supposed to also be accessible for kids. And, you know, kids can really perform some of the sick tricks that uh, we can as an adult... Um, but at the same time, hey, it took me forever to beat Mario 64 when I was a kid, but boy, did it feel great when I did. So, yeah. you know, maybe kids, you need to step it up and uh, get to our level instead. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's, it's a great game. Uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of debating, oh, which one I like more, uh, Mario Odyssey or, uh, Breath of the Wild. And I like both them a lot, but as a game designer, I think Zelda is just so much more well crafted. Because, uh, like, in both you're exploring and discovering things, but in Zelda, the rewards you get for just trying random things feel a lot better when you accomplish them than in um, than in Odyssey. Um, but it's another game that makes me super happy. Uh, for anyone that played the game, uh, just the ending of New Dunk City is the one of the greatest things in Bindia games. So, uh, yeah, anyone anyone listening will know what I'm talking about because it's it just puts a smile on your face and you start crying like a moron. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one question I have about that yeah. is uh, I don't know what it is. I'm not spoiled on this yet so far, thank God. But everyone keeps talking about oh after the credits. You go somewhere really, really cool. Yes. Um, uh, do you think people's hype of that is overblown, or is it like really as cool as people are saying? Like, mm, could you speak to that at all? I think. Well, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I don't think people are super hyping it up. It's, it's fantastic, and it's one of the things that makes the game great. It's that 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 part that they're talking about yeah it's just like it makes you feel like a kid again i i I guess that's it's very vague but at the same time once you play it you'll understand what i mean okay i'm excited to to get there and see what this mystery place is i think i know what it is yeah and uh like yeah i have i have a a wild guess that's so out there that's probably wrong <laughs> but i'm just trying to think of like the coolest thing they could do like dip into their, nost- their nostalgia pool and like i think i know what it is but well uh, if you want I don't if you, say, if you want you, we can talk it after the show and we'll I'll let you know if you want to but i, I really don't want to okay, spoil I, it to anyone i i just kind of want to get it out there and I, I don't even want an answer i just want it out there so when i do get there you know if i guessed it right or not <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving forward, now we're going to talk about our top three indie games. And for the sake of time, we'll just li- like list our three. And if there's anything that anyone wants to add about either of those games, I guess we can get into it. Yeah. Um, but for my three um, indie games, which surprisingly was on the main list of just the top three games of the year, um, they are, in no order to, Doki Doki Literature Club, Little Nightmares, and Cuphead. And all three of these games have such amazing aspects to them, be it art or story or surprise. And honestly, um, all three of them are just completely just like something totally new and also refreshing. And I absolutely love, love, love Little Nightmares. Like if I had to, if I had to rank them, I think Little, Little Nightmares would be like my top game of the year just because I had such a fun time playing it. The music was so great, and honestly, the the scare factor is definitely there, but it's also this cool, weird, artsy thing, which I am such a fan of when it comes to horror, and I just I can't express my love for that game enough. So um, with that said, that, that, that's my uh, indie, indie list. And, and I guess I could also just say, too, that just in general, I don't play a lot of AAAs. I mean, if we had a Switch, I would have definitely played Zelda and... Uh, Mario, but you know that that's probably where it'll be for next year. But um, yeah, those are my those are my games. Uh, my three, since we have to limit it, I guess you don't have to. It's just if you want to have three. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, His list grows. Yeah. Oh, mine are uh, well, Doki Doki, of course, because I mean that's like the surprise hit of the year. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how where I'm I'm seeing this game pop up everywhere now. Like so many people are playing. Yeah. Um, like all the let's players got a hold of it, and a couple of people I follow from various gaming publications on Twitter are are, are playing it now. It's just it's it's great to see it getting the love it deserves. But yeah, so that's definitely on the list. Um, we have or for me Cuphead, of course. Um, Hellblade, Senna was Sacrifice, fantastic, fantastic game. I finished that all the way through. And the last maybe 20 minutes or so to half hour of that game is probably like in my top three moments of, of the year in terms of games or gaming moments. Like if I had to rank top three gaming moments, uh, the last like boss fight and the last uh, moments of that game would probably be be w- way, way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number one indie is 20XX because it had its official 1.0 release this year. So I'm putting it, I'm lumping it in this year with all the other indies. And it's probably my number one indie game this year. That is so, so good. 20XX, the uh, the love letter to Mega Man X and um, I guess roguelikes. Yeah, not only that, but it was a well-crafted love letter to Mega Man X. It's because it controls so good. Exactly. Like, it, it feels so just like right. you want it to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, yeah, I love uh, 20XX. Uh, I'm actually glad that you put it on your list uh, because then I'm going to talk about some other games. And uh, I'm going to actually erase Cuphead now because you guys talk about it already. But Cuphead is amazing and mm-hmm. everybody should play it. Uh, but for me, uh, then my uh, top, I guess, top two indie games are uh, Golf Story, which uh, released on Switch. A uh, couple months ago, uh, it's a very lighthearted mm-hmm. 
golf RPG. Uh, it kind of feels like uh, like an like an Earthbound like game, uh, but you're playing golf. Uh, it's just it's just weird like Earthbound, but it's just it's about golf instead of you know a, a kid trying to save the world from aliens. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. I uh, really really like it, and. Um, I guess uh, Mystic Origins release uh, this year's, and this is a prequel to a game that hasn't come out yet called uh, uh, Mystic Searches. It's uh, by uh, a guy in uh, Florida who is making uh, basically an an NES game uh, that is going to work on an NES, and he's going to you know, like have the cartridges so you can play it on the actual oh, console cool. and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, but he released like a prequel of that, which was supposed to be uh, the beta for everyone to play, but then he made it into its own thing. And it's, uh, according to him, it's only like 10% of how big the game is going to be. Uh, so I'm very excited. I haven't finished the entire, I guess, prequel or beta, however you want to call it. Uh, but it's really fun and it's, you know, it kind of stands on its own as a NES game, basically. It's a, like a nice uh, action-ish RPG, uh, kind of like Zelda, kind of like a Final Fantasy. So, um, yeah, I, I he's going to... Actually, he has on his page right now, you can order an actual physical cartridge for uh, Mystic Origins uh, that comes with a manual and a box, so you can put it on your NES collection, and so it looks pretty there, and I'm really considering picking it up because I think it looks fantastic. Was this a Kickstarter game? It was a Kickstarter game, yeah. And uh, he okay. launched the Kickstarter. I want to say like 2013 or something like that. So he's been working on the game for uh, quite a while. Um, oh wow! And you can actually download uh, Mystic Origins on Steam for free uh, and play it there. So uh, uh, everyone should uh, really get on that because I think it's awesome. And uh, yeah, that's those are my two indies. Okay, so we'll move on to our honorable mentions. And I didn't state this earlier, but for honorable mentions, it's any game that we played this year that's not necessarily released in 2017. Um, and my honorable mentions are The Last Guardian, Final Fantasy XII, Zodiac Age, and Earthbound. Um, Last Guardian was one of those games where it's like, I can see why it took so long for it to come out, but, you know, it just doesn't deserve that title of, you know, game of the year in any way, just because it just controlled like ass. <laughs> and it's so, so frustrating because that game was very emotional and heartfelt. And there, I mean, I, I played that game and when I was beating it or on the road to beating it, I was it was like 11 or 12 and I'm like, I have to fucking see this through tonight. You know, when, <laughs> when I finally was on that last stretch, like I felt it. And when it, when I beat the game, it was like three something in the morning. It was, it was late as hell. And I was like crying and all upset, you know, cause it was just a very, very emotional ending. And I mean, just th- those moments are like what I live for, for games and, it was so awesome to have have that, you know, especially so early in the year. But um, the biggest frustration of it was just that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't connect with it because, or maybe just the disconnect of of the the gameplay. It was just like, oh my god, this would have been a very very worth worthy experience if you know the controls were so <laughs> much better. But um, 
but yeah, that was a great game. I didn't finish Zodiac Age, which I really am sad about, but I plan to pick it up and kind of continue that. But just from what I did play, like the mechanics of um, like battle system and the RPG style was so fucking cool. So I do, I definitely want to get back to that. And then obviously, me and Joe played Earthbound this year for our podcast we did with Adrian and I kind of wish we let's played it because there was so many great little moments we had playing the game um and it was just a it was a fun experience yeah that that little blue cult was something yeah. else <laughs> both of us always go there yeah but yeah so that is my honorable mentions for this year um some of mine are going to overlap with everyone else's I mean I put down obviously Horizon and Zelda and um Final Fantasy twelve, I played all of those. It'll mirrors is awesome as well. Um I think I played Fury this year. Like when did we do yeah, our Yeah, we did it for the Springcast. Okay. Then yeah, definitely putting Fury on there because that is still a great uh and phenomenal frustrating soundtrack. Game. Yeah, yeah, great, great, great soundtrack. I think that's all I have for Honorable mentions, because most of them have been mentioned. Like I said, Cuphead, Verizon, Zelda. Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares, Fury, Zodiac Age. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, I really dug. I thought that was a good return to form with uh, for Assassin's Creed. Uh, they did a little... Uh, they did a lot of things differently, actually. They, they leaned heavily into some RPG elements. But for Assassin's Creed, like what you were saying was Zelda, like being able to go anywhere and climb anything. You could actually do that in this game. Like if you yeah. see a cliff and it doesn't even look like you can climb it, you can still just run up and climb it. You can pretty much climb anything, which is great since, you know, since playing Zelda, it's kind of what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I should, I should probably check that out. Is it on the steam too or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check it out then. Um, yeah, for me, my honorable mentions, uh, I guess are, uh, uh, Metroid Summons Returns, which is the uh, remake of uh, Metroid 2 for 3DS. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, you know, first 2D Metroid game we've gotten in years, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I guess released last year on other platforms, but it just came on Switch this year. Really like, I, I love Tetris, so uh, you know, I always find any excuse to play anything Tetris-related. And I put it on my honorable mentions because uh, my good friends, uh, Aaron, uh, uh, Alejandro, and uh, Peter will kick my ass online. And, you know, I always like when uh, people just destroy me on a game that I think I'm good at and turns out that I'm not. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's where get uh, ARMS, which was a uh, surprise fighting game from Nintendo. I haven't put that much time into it, but I like actually watching people play. I like how every time I see someone who knows how to play, play it, it kind of feels like a Dragon Ball C battle. But then when I play it, it just it feels horrible. Like I'm, I'm not terrible at that game. <laughs> like I'm so slow and I don't know what I'm doing. But then you see someone with actual skill and it's like choo, 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 just teleporting everywhere and like jumping and uh, it's amazing. Uh, you guys should totally watch people that know how to play play that game because it's amazing. And uh, last, well, not last actually, uh, Undertale. Obviously, I played this year, even though it came out. When did it come out? I don't remember. Twenty fifteen. Two years ago. Uh, Twenty fifteen okay. came out. Yeah. So I uh, only played this year, so I'm very late to the party. But I, I. Although it came out on PlayStation this year, if you want to go that way. Uh yeah, but I played it on PC though, so 
I will feel yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, okay. yeah, it was it was an amazing. It's it's an, a fantastic experience. I I I said on the episode I hated how everybody was saying like, oh, this is like Erdogan a spiritual successor. I hated everyone for saying that because Erdogan has such a special place in my heart. But then after I played it, I was like, oh, I cannot get it now. So uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. an amazing game. I'm very happy that you guys uh, kind of like not made me play it, but like just nudged me enough for me to actually pick it up and play. So um, yeah. Although disclaimer, though, you still haven't even finished the game. Actually, that's true. I still have to do a pacifist a pacifist run. Yeah. Yeah, because you have there's a lot of stuff you haven't seen yet that will uh, change. There is an and there's a video we watched recently that compares Undertale and um, Earthbound, and it is creepy how much like the similarities and st- like I I loved it. I was we should cho- we should link it to you because you would appreciate the crazy theory that it's like one and the same. It's really cool. You should yeah. Really cool. I actually yeah. want to see that now, uh, but no yeah. I still have to do the pacifist run but- so. Yeah, I, w- I would do yeah. that. I- I'd jump on that like tonight. <laughs> well, tonight, tonight, yeah, right tonight. Let's just stop this podcast and go. Tonight I'm playing. Tonight I'm playing one of the games that I bought on uh, Switch this morning. So maybe, maybe uh, during the break. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Tiny right. Metal, which I'm gonna talk about later. But um, yeah, okay. and my last honorable mention is actually Splatoon Two. Uh, I love the first Splatoon, uh, but I never really got into it. Then when Splatoon 2 came out, I was, like, all over the game. I was playing with my friends all the time for, like, a month. All I did was play Splatoon. Uh, then it kind of, like, died down for me. But uh, recently, uh, me and, like, all my friends on... Uh, well, not all my friends, but a bunch of my online friends, uh, we've been just playing it like crazy. Uh, so, like, uh, Ronnie, uh, Law, uh, Lily from IGN also has joined us to play a couple of times. And... Um, yeah, I I can start mentioning people like crazy, uh, but yeah, we like we'll go into Discord and then we'll just like play and talk for like hours and hours. Uh, when one of the updates for I want to say Thanksgiving over there in the US uh, lunch, we play for the entire weekend since like Thursday to Sunday night until like two three in the morning. So that's just how wow. much we play that game in like four days. By the time Monday rolled around, I had to like sleep for like 12 hours because I had just had to recharge <laughs> from playing so yeah. much, but it was fantastic. So uh, yeah, I didn't put it as my game of the year because the game really is not game of the year material, but it's just one of those games that you really enjoy playing, uh, with, especially with friends, just, you know, like over Discord talking about anything, you know, what you've been doing and stuff and then just splatting people around it's just fantastic so yeah all right well if that is everyone's honorable mentions we'll move on to our next bullet point which is the game you spent the most time playing or kept coming back to and statistically according to xbox and this is like the biggest jab in the heart the game that i played the most this year was Mass Effect Andromeda out of all the games (laughs) and that game didn't make any list for me it didn't leave an impression that was obviously something more positive um it's it's uh yeah we'll get into that later but uh, made one of my lists but I I played that game a lot um this year and then as far as like another game outside of uh, xbox i played a lot of minecraft on ps4 surprisingly um 
I, I go through these phases where I'm like playing it and then I'll not play it for a while. And I had it on PC and then now I have it on Xbox because my sister bought it. PS4. Or uh, yes, PS4. So basically I play with my sister all the time and it's like this awesome therapeutic but also like horrible time waster. That's that's um, my favorite thing about Minecraft. Uh, me and my friends yeah. go through exactly the same thing where we like really get into it for like weeks to months and then we just stop for years and then come back and keep mm-hmm. doing the same thing um and it's just it's just like you said right it's just uh, therapeutic i guess it's you're just sitting there i'm guessing you're like boys chatting with your sister i'm boys chatting with my yeah. friends and we're just like talking about anything too and then just like mining or building these crazy things that's yeah that's what i like about the game yeah yeah it's it's a great like jump in jump out so but uh yeah uh, I spent the most time playing Persona 5 just by sheer virtue of how long the story is. Yeah. Like I said, 120 plus hours. You didn't put more into Zelda with that? No. The, no? Not even close. Okay. I put almost triple the time I put it from Zelda into Persona 5. I gotcha. thought you put more time into Nier, actually, than... Uh... You would think, yeah. right, no. with all the endings and stuff? Yeah, with all the endings, even so, even with all that, I think I still put maybe like 50 or 60 mm. hours into Nier. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, well, like I mentioned, Splatoon 2 uh, was uh, one of those games. I checked my uh, my uh, Switch uh, time, and it says 95 hours, and I'm calling bullshit on that. Because I feel like I've played so much more than 95 hours on on uh, Splatoon 2. Um, but yeah, uh, so 95 hours on Splatoon 2. And, you know, for... I don't know how many years I've said this uh, every time we record one of these shows, but Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive, again, must-play game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> every year, I think, like, I, like, we've done... How many of these have we done? Like, maybe two or three? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I think we started right. in 2014. Okay. But so with third. you, probably, like, two or three. Okay. Uh, yeah, then in that case... You know, for the second or third time in a row, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, like I said, I'm nearing uh, 50, uh, 500 hours, sorry. And I think last year when we were talking, I said something like, hey, I'm getting to, uh, towards uh, like 200 hours, so yay. And now I just put like so much more time into it. Uh, last year, I remember saying like, hey, I'm getting... You know, that much better. I'm averaging like 10 kills or something like that. Uh, yeah, I remember. I, uh, you said you're you're being able to hold your own last exactly. year. Exactly. Uh, now I'm very happy to inform that I'm averaging uh, like a 17-ish kills per match. And uh, not only am I holding my own, but sometimes I even like the top scorer on my team. Uh, so that makes me really happy because uh, if I'm putting 500 hours into a game, I'm just happy to know that I can I have something to show for. <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah. Y'all hit up Adrian on Counter Strike. He'll uh. Yeah. He'll back y'all exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So now we're gonna get into some of the shitty things of 2017. So gaming grievances. Um. I guess I'll start with Andromeda, as I mentioned before. Um, obviously, was super excited for that game. Was willing to look past all the negative reviews and whatnot. And um, it just, it, I was just proven wrong by, you know, what, what they put into the game. Uh, it was it was very, very sad for me this year. Um, 
I don't know. I I wanted wanted to be something a little bit better, and I think the biggest issue I had with the game is just that there was just nothing memorable about it. There was nothing um, to bring home. There's nothing to think about. The relationships were just like a watered down version of the relationships in the past games. The same for the characters. And then the biggest slap in the face was no DLC. I mean, at the very fucking least, you can give us some more yeah. to, you know, try to redeem what you've done. And they took that away. So kind of pissed at them. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of fucked us over really hard. That was really and EA, then, though. We can't really blame Bioware on that. So. True. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Totally agree there. Um, and then the other thing, one of the biggest things was that, because because we had the wedding, we were, like, very busy and couldn't do too much. And that also took away from going to PAX this year and meeting Adrian. I know. Um, that that was one of the worst things, like, I've ever had to, like, cancel and not do. Um, we were basically all going to meet up in Seattle's PAX. And it just ended up not happening for wedding and financial reasons. So it was, like, super happy that the wedding happened. I'm also super happy it's over because now we can go back to going to PAXs and all that. But we had to sacrifice a lot this year to make the wedding happen so um i'm very happy that we had our wedding and i'm also very happy that we can move forward yeah <laughs> the planning was definitely intense financially so um yeah i'm just looking forward to the new memories and traveling that me and joe will do for game stuff now mm-hmm. but um that's mainly it the other the other thing i thought i'd mention just because was like the ea uh, microtransactions <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous um, it sucks, but at the same time, it's kind of funny that now everyone's um, very vocal about it, even, you know, the people that they work for, i.e. Disney. So it's funny to see them kind of get, like, reprimanded for their greediness. So, yeah, um, fuck that shit. <laughs> That's my gaming my gaming grievances. Okay, well, I guess those are the top two for my list as well. So I'll move down to the other two Which I Which one? Uh, Andromeda sucking <laughs> and mm-hmm. microtransactions slash loot boxes because that's the buzzword of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely. 2017 will always be like the year of the loot box. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Um, and not only just the, the Star Wars Battlefront stuff, The I think Shadow of War was the biggest uh, uh, game kind of leading the charge of my microtransactions this year with... Um, like buying the orcs and the boxes from them and having that kind of influence the ranking system, having it be pay to win. Because I don't think there's like anything inherently wrong with loot boxes. They can be done well, but when it contributes to an uneven playing field, that's when I have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because obviously, I mean, even if it's just cosmetic, I think that the way a lot of companies do it can be predatory like I like the way Overwatch does it where it preys on obsessive compulsive people who need to collect everything and you only have a limited amount of time to collect like the seasonal items yeah. I think can kind of prey on a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Um but but there is there is a way to do it well and Shadow of War and Star Wars Battlefront 2 are not the ways to do it clearly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. the, the every time I think about loot boxes uh like I, I think most like most of the time they're actually done on, in a very awful <laughs> greedy way uh but yeah overwatch is one of those examples that i like to bring up because it, i actually think it's very well 
design, I guess, and uh, Rocket League, it's another one where it's just like, hey, you're getting like a cool boost or you're getting like a cool decal for your car, but you're not getting better than anyone else because how is that any fair for people? So, yeah, for sure. Is that all of your? Oh no, I got more. Oh, <laughs> he's got more. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> um. I don't need to expand too much on these. Like, I think just uh, gaming communities threatening developers over delays, I think, happened a lot this year. Um, see a lot of people getting death threats. Even There's even this really interesting article about um, this employee at EA who said he who was very famously said he was getting death threats on Twitter. And then someone from Kotaku, like, kind of did some investigative journalism and found out he doesn't even work at EA. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was really funny. It was Jason Schreier from Kotaku. I, I'm a really big fan of his. He does a lot of good work. Um, you should check this article out. It, it's really interesting how he digs into this uh, EA employee on Twitter and uh, finds out he doesn't even work for EA. But anyway, uh, yeah, that happened a lot this year. I mean, it just sucks, but I feel like that's what happens every time something big gets delayed. Not that it justifies it in any way, shape, or form, but that's just like the norm which is so sad but like yeah people get death threats now for even being like i had a part in this and people didn't like it you know it's just like how the knee-jerk reaction for gamers which is so fucking like pathetic yeah people need to get their priority straight if this is what you're gonna spend your energy on threaten threatening developers for stuff they probably have like little control over and even if like fucking relax it's gonna yeah. come like it doesn't fucking matter when people yeah. are ridiculous like uh, the way the way i like to see it is every time a game gets delayed it means that i have more time with the previous game that I'm, it's on my backlog or that i've yeah. been meaning to play for the longest time so it's like hey yes delay delay everything actually 2018 don't release any games just give them to me in 2019 <laughs> just pause it all so i can fucking catch up on so many stuff like there's just so many and then things. the games that and then the games that are going to come out will be even better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is like it's a win-win situation. Uh, In no way does a delay make a game worse. I don't think that ever really happens. No. I mean, Andromeda. <laughs> it's true. Andromeda could have used you know like a couple more months. Another year could, at least. Yeah, they exactly. could have used a few years. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, that was all EA trying to get them to get the game out for that fiscal year, and then oh, yeah. forcing them to use their Frostbite engine. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I have one more. And that is single-player games being canceled for the games-as-a-service business model, which famously happened to the Amy Hennig's game, the Star Wars, whatever they were working on. It was It's codenamed Ragtag. It was supposed to be like the scrappy kind of Uncharted-style Star Wars game that apparently was just way too ambitious, and EA had to cancel it. And now, they're gonna, now it's going to be like a, a Destiny-type Star Wars game, according to the, the CEO of EA. Yeah, I, think. I hate everything about that. It's first they cancel. Such a disappointment. They cancel uh, thirteen thirteen, which was a game that I was very much looking forward to. Me too, man. And now they cancel this. Like, why? Like, why do you hate people? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> The thing was, too, was the statement that he released was like, oh, well, the way it's looking now, it was shaping up to be a, a single player experience. It's like, oh, it was shaping up to be the thing that we wanted. Exactly. How, how sad. Oh, my God. You no. Know? But yeah, it's uh, those are actually like in, now in retrospective, my uh, grievances are actually garbage compared to you guys, because those are actually very <laughs> good, uh, you know, like yeah. problems to have with how. 
I guess the industry is at right now. Uh, for me, I actually like the three of them are very stupid. The other one is uh, I don't know. We'll talk about in a, in a second. But uh, ukulele not being up to what I wanted to a to be. Um, apparently, you know, it has been updated and changed enough times that now uh, the game is a lot better. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Uh, maybe sometime next year, I guess. Um, that was kind of disappointing. Uh, the other one is people losing their minds for uh, boobs in video games. I'm not even making this up. Uh, yeah, people were uh, holding torches when they were like, oh, Pyra on uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is over-sexualized. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe, but at the same time, you know, as a developer, I like to respect other creators' art vision, and if Mm-hmm. You know, the artist wanted to have a weird sword lady with big boobs. Who am I to say anything about it, right? <laughs> like, like I, I like it better when it's done with a lot of more taste. Like Bayonetta, for example. Uh, she's a very, yeah. you know, sexual female strong character. But it's because she feels confident enough to do so. So that's cool. Yeah, it's written in her her personality too. It's not just like a cosmetic. Exactly right. So I I yeah. kind of understand why you know it doesn't make as much sense in uh, Pyra, but again you know it's a t- artist vision. As a game designer, I will hate for people to say like, "Hey, why don't you make this game this way?" Like, well, fuck off then. You know how hard it is to make a game. <laughs> like, just shut up already. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing too is like most games too, especially in like. You get your Japanese or, you know, any any Asian culture game that gets ported over here always ends up getting like uh, it's always different when we get it. Like North America or, you know, just this region, which is so shitty because I'm like, hey, man, if there's like, excuse my language, but like titty monsters and fucking give me titty monsters. Don't give me like a clothed version of it. That's not the intent of it. So just give us what they're making. I don't know who is involved in those decisions for changing it when it ports over here, but that sucks that we're always getting a very closed version. Maybe it's just our society because it's the, lo- the whoever localizes it, like localization teams. Yeah, are, I just wish that they wouldn't that. do that. So, like, I feel like they censor too much for us over here, and then like everyone becomes a baby about it when they actually do get the original version. Like, just leave it as is. Let people deal with your original creation. I mean, that's what you made, like you're saying. So you know, I I really like uh, that you mentioned that because. You know, every time I'm trying to make uh, a point for, especially with uh, Xenoblade, I actually stayed away from many discussions about it because I was just tired of people saying like, oh, you're all sexist men. Like, but I'm not, though. I'm, you know, respecting, <laughs> respecting an art form, I guess. Like, yeah. uh, like the, you're not the one who made those things. Exactly. <laughs> like uh, the Mona Lisa, it's it's a woman. Like, you know, if someone were to come to me and say, like, oh, the Mona Lisa should be a man, like, no, why? <laughs> you know, it's it's a famous painting. Why will you change the gender just because, like, you think it's now, you know, it's insultive to men? Like, just get out of here, right? Like, it's so, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have, you know, the point of view of a woman, you know, who also thinks, like, hey, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's an artist's vision, and that's just, yeah. you know, it's just the way it should be. Uh, I, I mean, it's annoying to see it. Like, like it is annoying to be like every woman sexualized in a fighting game, whatever. But at the end of the day, like 
it is what it is and i just like for me i'm more on the side of like if there's gonna be super sexualized women i want to see super sexualized guys like yeah make it make it on both realms you know that's that's kind of where i see it too but well you do have dante that's yeah, true. but I mean, one character out of all these females and games. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. That's true. Yeah, but they stopped and end with like, you know, there's no more Dante games, no more Devil May Cry games. <laughs> that will, but that will that's besides back. the point. You know, there's just not as much of of that kind of like eye candy for a female yeah. than there is for a male. So it's like, you know, they're reaching out to the dominance of of you know the gaming. Uh, what do you call it? Like the people who play the games. The demographic. They're yeah. playing to their audience. Yeah. But now there's like a good demographic of women in, in, that are playing these games too. So I'm like, Actually, let's see some eye candy I, for I us believe, too. I believe 53% of all gamers are now women. So, you know, things yeah, got to change exactly. sometimes. Uh, no, yeah. Like for me, it's more a, well, like I haven't played uh, near, but I just know that everybody refers to uh, the main character as the uh, robot with the perfect ass. So, I mean... <laughs> You you did play it, yo. So you tell me, like, does that also fit with... I mean, it's a robot after all, so it makes no sense that I'm asking this, but, like, does it fit yeah. with her personality at all? <laughs> does her ass uh, Yeah, I, like, I don't know, right? Like, <laughs> her, her outfit is definitely pretty cool. It's very stylized. But there is, like, zero question whatsoever that, like, she is... She's wearing a sexual outfit. She is sexualized. Like the the, the whoever designed her like made her with. I, I, I don't know if it's just a male audience in mind, but he did like make it so there was like a, a hint of sexuality to her her design. Um, well, you know, if men are inventing robots, we probably will have female robots or very attractive just because we're sick like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just a but mis- then there's also a, a really prominent character who's like just a little boy though okay so i mean it's not 100 percent across the board all women i mean mm. um and w- w- with regards to her her outfit kind of matching her character i don't think it it does really mm-hmm. here i think it's a well, little i think distant. it's so hard to like even apply that logic since like they are robots and there's a program exactly like essence well, to them. i don't know we can't talk it's, about it's it not like else. they're like their own person or are they what I can't. We can't have this conversation without yeah, spoiling exactly. it. So I can't. Right. I can't use this as an example. Either way, moving on. Uh, my my. It was annoying that uh, you know I had to uh, avoid many conversations because people had a problem with uh, uh, an artist's vision, and I just hope that in the future, instead of you know just making a character hot for the sake of being hot, they put that into their personality. Like you mentioned Dante. Dante is a, a guy that is very much sure of himself, and that's why I love him. Yeah. Same with Bayonetta. Yeah. So just give me more characters like that, and I don't care if they're showing whatever they're showing. Actually, I will probably care, but I not as much, though. Know? <laughs> um, uh, one more quick thing, yeah. though. Uh with regards to the the outfits in Xenoblade Two, like I, I can't defend those pants. I think is it Shulk? Is he the main character? No, and I cannot defend those. On the new one, on the new one is Rex. Yeah. Okay, no, those pants got guys. Yeah, I can't, What's wrong I can't with get the on pants? board. With those pants. They look too weird. They're terrible. What is it? Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Yeah. His his pants just got to go. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> They're terrible. Chronicles Two. What's his name? Yeah. Rex. Rex. Yeah. Rex. Like W. Like R E X. R E X. Yeah. R E X. Yeah, I can't. Okay, let's see what we're looking. We're looking up his pants right now. You need to look like in-game pants. That's right there, no? 
That those are like that's character. That's art. That's anime art. This is not his end game. No. I have to look for that 3D model or something. Yeah. Yeah, just look for the box art. Isn't he on the box art? Uh, no, I don't believe he is. No. Are you sure that's like pictures of the same? Yeah, picture? right there. Oh, that's a back view of it. Him right there. Yeah, this is it in the front. I guess so. But the, oh, the, I've seen so many pictures that just look so weird. Anyway. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're terrible. They're ter- that's a terrible I thought it was like a cool, like, he looks super sexy, but... No, no his pants look so dumb. Very disappointed. It's just very, <laughs> it's just very stupid, <laughs> I guess. That's the best way to look at it. Gotcha. Very impractical. Uh, but anyway. So my next uh, grievance is that I can't buy Persona 5 at all in Canada. It's not being sold what? anywhere. Uh, I either have to go uh, digitally or overpay on Amazon, and I'm not willing to do... Either of those. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, yeah, you can't download because not even your PS4. Uh, well, it is also well, PS3, can... and I want to buy it on PS3, but it's not fucking anywhere. Well, not even the PS4 version is anywhere, which is even weirder. You can't even get it in, in the store. No, it's not for you, Canada. If I go, you could download on PSN, though, right? Yeah, but I don't want to download it though. Uh, I don't. You want the you tis, want the hard copy? Yeah, I. You know me. I'm a collector, right? Like I have to have all my all my garbage. So. I am too, but with the amount of space we have here, like I can't yeah. buy games unless I have to. I know. Like, I told physically. I told Joe, I'm like, no more. Like we can't be buying no more games because we got like just limited space and just trying to like move more towards like the digital library. Yeah. And like, of course, all the last like five to six games we bought are all hard copies. <laughs> yeah, if the sale is too good, like the near sale for twenty five brand new, like I had to buy that hard copy. So. Yeah. But yeah, I can buy a Persona 5 and that pisses me off. Uh, but it's also like a very stupid thing to be mad about. And uh, my Yeah, you could get it online. Yeah. That's your choice, sir. Yeah. Uh, my last one is actually <laughs> uh, a sad one, uh, but I'm pretty sure you guys read about this. Um, uh, Corey Gaspar from uh, Bioware passed away this year. Uh, yeah. No idea what happened to him. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem to be reported anywhere. So, you know, he was uh, my game design mentor when I went to college here. Uh, so he was like a very important person in, you know, me becoming who I am right now. Uh, and he worked on Mass Effect 2. He worked on Mass Effect 3. Uh, I think he also worked on uh, Dragon Age Inquisition a little bit. Um, but yeah, he was like, you know, a very, uh, a very talented game designer at Bioware and you know, I was on a trip in Las Vegas when I read the news and hit me hard. And, you know, I'm, I'm very sad that I couldn't talk to him more. At least, you know, the last time I saw him, uh, he was, you know, like a happy, happy guy with... Uh, uh, he was just walking with his son. And he, I showed him my game and he was, like, very proud of me, uh, Rayford and Alex, my friends, right? So... You know, I'll always have that memory that he said that he was proud of us, but it it's still it still sucks, and it's one of those things in 2017 that I'm like, you know what, 2017, you can kind of go to hell already. I don't care about you. Yeah. Just give me 2018 now. Um, to be honest, I think that's how I met you, like on Twitter. Yeah, it was it was thanks to Mass because Effect. Yeah. I was following him and. I remember either retweeted something he said or 
I seen him talking to you and I was like, oh, this dude seems to like know some shit and he likes Mass Effect. Yeah. He has a sound opinion on something that I'd seen. I think So I guess I'll follow him and that's how I started following you yeah. initially. And I think if, if you know, uh, my memory sometimes is good, uh, but I actually think it was soon after I tweeted that it was like four in the morning and I had just beat Mass Effect 3 and I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. Uh, yeah. I think it was after that that, uh, yeah, we started talking and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, I started playing the games because, like, he was my instructor, right? And he was working on Mass Effect 3 uh, at the time, which was about to be released when he was teaching me. And I remember, like, oh, shit, now I have to catch up, right? So, like, I bought Mass Effect 1, and I went, like, through it like crazy. Then I bought Mass Effect 2, and I went through it like crazy. When 3 released, uh, I actually gave my cover to him so he could sign it. And uh, he brought it to Bioware, and he actually got it signed by a bunch of different people. Uh, so I'm very happy, you know, that I have a copy of uh, Mass Effect 3 on PC that is just signed by a bunch of really talented people at Bioware. Um, and then uh, we talk about, you know, uh, the ending of the game and just Mass Effect in general for, like, hours and hours, right? So, yeah, it's it sucks. I, I'm very, very sad that he was super young and super talented, so... Yeah. Well, is that all for gaming grievances? I think so. Um, I have a really petty one, but <laughs> go for it. Now I want to hear about it. And it's and it's breakable weapons in Zelda. Oh, <laughs> you know what? After after you finish the game, we'll talk about it more. Okay. okay. Even even the Master Sword like has a recharge mechanic, and I'm like, oh my god, the one thing I was hoping wouldn't <laughs> mess with that. All right, so looking back on this year, which we have obviously been doing this entire episode so far, um, we'll talk more about the positives. So uh, did anything cool or new or just interesting happen in in your gaming world that you kind of want to reflect back on? And I'll mention that we got the PS4, I want to say, like late last year, if not early this year, and basically got this huge library um thanks to my brother and um not necessarily like directly related to gaming but um joe's um sister my sister-in-law now she threw us like a video game uh wedding shower and it was like the coolest shit like it was so oh, unexpected yeah. we didn't know anything about it it was just like really really fucking cool um and then, you know, going into my LCS world, um, I was so proud of C9 this year. Like, every year they go to fucking world and they just get fucking wrecked. And this year they actually looked good and they gave some hope to maybe next year, even though their lineups all fucking change now. But I was so proud of them this year and I was really happy to see, like, how far they went, even though they still kind of got wrecked. But they had, like... They had a little fight in them, and I was really happy to see, like, NA do something somewhat good this year. And then um, I was really happy to see the Switch, like, do well. I was so worried that it was going to suck, and I knew I wanted to get it, but I was like, man, this is going to be the year where it makes or breaks Nintendo. And I was kind of, like, scared that this was going to be the end for them. And it was just, like, amazing to see that they came up, like, so hard. And there was absolutely no... There, there's just like no real bad problems i guess with the switch sure the space thing like space management but 
um it's just i hear nothing but great things about it and i've wanted it for a while now so it's just like now that we're going to make that purchase soon i feel so much more confident doing it instead of being like i don't know they might fuck us over if we buy this console (laughs) yeah no but it's just like super nice to see them like really flourish and and make me have hope for for them and my my like interaction with nintendo again so Mm. um i'm looking forward to like that that whole aspect of of them and being a part of it being a part of the new stuff and then the last thing video game awards this year was awesome last year was not good and this year they just (laughs) made it up so so hard so i'm happy happy that it was good what was so bad about last year it was just like not that great it was very long too it was super well, long. Well, it was long this year, too, though. Yeah, but it was yeah, like four hours last year, though. Yeah, but I just feel like the way they did it. Four? Oh, yeah. wow, okay. And the execution wasn't done as well as it was this year. Okay. The, uh, the one grievance I'd have with the Game Awards is they just completely brushed over the RPG of the Year award. They're just like, oh, Persona 5 won it, by the way. Whatever. No one cares. They did that for a few of them, too, which I would kind of wish like they made more of a deal. Like, Trending Gamer, I think, was done the same way, too. Just, like, off to the side. Like, here's your trophy guy, and then that was uh, it. From what I hear... Last year, they made a big deal of it. Well, when Greg Miller won, he gave a huge impassioned speech and everything, and this year, Dr. Spec- Dr. Disrespect won, and you were just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The uh, From what I heard, though, uh, apparently, some of the awards that they kind of like brush over and they did for actually many of them really um was because either you know some of the developers weren't there or like there wasn't anyone to receive the award or something so they kind of did it like in the background but like even so i think it's kind of a stupid how like i would they put um like a random band that i didn't like in the middle of the show i could have done without that and presenting another award for example so Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll move on to mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess I only have one that we haven't mentioned yet as far as uh, gaming highlights for me this year, and that would definitely be going to see 2 2 and meeting David Hayter. Oh, yeah. Mm. That totally happened this year. Well, video game related for you, at least. <gasps> That's right. I met Jennifer. Hail. Yeah, Camille got this the year. Shop. It was amazing. I wanted to cry. I wanted to hug her and never let her go and tell her to just talk about talk shepherd the entire <laughs> like rest of my life for me. Yeah, I got to meet her. That was awesome. Yeah, I've met. Yes, yeah, so I got to meet Dave. Uh, sorry, I, okay. I was gonna say like I've met uh, Mark Mir a couple of times, but I I really want to meet uh, Jennifer Hill too. Uh, what? So I, I got to meet him. I got to tell him everything I've always wanted to tell him about how <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland's not my solid snake. <laughs> not my solid snake. Yeah, hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> uh, David Hader will always be snake and got to, to voice my opinion on that. And I got to uh, record some voice lines and edit it into this really cool coded conversation to give to my friend on his wedding. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, because he's a he's a huge Metal Gear did Solid fan. I don't think I did. You gotta send that to me too. I I, yeah. I put it up on YouTube. I got like forty some odd thousand views. Oh, yeah, wow. I got a crazy amount of views. Yeah, because uh, I tweeted at David Header and thanked him when it was all done, and he retweeted it, and then the official Konami account retweeted oh, it. Oh wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, you gotta so, you gotta send yeah, that to me. Then I I really want to watch it. I, all right, I will. It, it was it was really cool how how we did that. But that that was probably the highlight of my gaming year, getting to meet. David Hater finally and telling him everything I always wanted to say. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, uh, for me, uh, yeah, for me, like you mentioned, uh, the Switch. I am very happy that the Switch is doing well. Ten million consoles sold in uh, nine months. It's just insane that it's doing so yeah. well. Uh, makes me happy. Nintendo's back, and that's uh, always a good thing because uh, I feel like when Nintendo's doing well, then everybody else also like just tries to do even better. So like now I think mm-hmm. you know now the ball is on uh, Sony's and Microsoft's side, and I just want to see like next year. I feel like they're just gonna bring their fucking A game. Uh, during E3, just trying to one-up one another. So I'm very excited. Microsoft needs to to even stay relevant. Yeah. <sighs> well, in terms of exclusives, I know. <laughs> yeah. True. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, the Switch, a big thing. Uh, Zelda was just revolutionary. And, you know, as a game designer, I think I'm going to be starting that game like crazy. Um, I went to PAX this year for the first time. I didn't get to meet you guys, sadly. Sad face. Uh, but yeah. I did have, like, an amazing time. I play a bunch of really cool games i was uh infused with the energy of the show and that made me you know want to work harder and better on the games that we're working on right now uh and you know like reading rush is the game that i'm working on right now it's a game that i actually designed it myself a couple years back so you know i'm very excited about where that's going so yeah that's that's my 2017 in review now we're kind of coming to the close here so what are your games that got added to the backlog? <laughs> so many. Um, mine for this year kind of sucks because a lot of them are big games. Um, but Hellblade, I definitely want to finish next year. Owlboy, which I got but never even touched, which makes me super sad. Final Fantasy XII, um, Zelda, obviously, Mario. That's basically like the Switch kind of a... Uh, like, there's going to be so many games from Switch, I can't even list all of them. And then, um, like, most of the games I had on 2016, because <laughs> <laughs> didn't get to play much this year since the wedding took up, like, most of my time. But um, that's my that's my backlog now, thanks to 2017. Uh, I'll just go through these pretty quick. They're not, not that many. I have Wolfenstein, the entire series. I just want to play through both games. True. hear a lot of good things about both of them. Obviously, my Odyssey... Uh, one of these nights, I want to sit down and knock out Edith Finch. Uh, I heard a lot of good things about that game. Same. Uh, every Final Fantasy 15 DLC episode I want to get through, I didn't have, have a chance to touch any of those. Same. And then uh, I have a game called Neo, which is apparently like Dark Souls, but a little oh, faster. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried it one night, and I didn't really like it too much, but I don't think I was in like the best kind of mood to really take that game yeah. in, so I want to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Uh. For me, for my my backlog is uh, mostly games that I started this year, got very far, and then I uh, stopped for one reason or another. And I feel like I'm going to be knocking most of these guys out uh, quickly. Uh, I hope to get either one or two out during the holidays. Uh, we'll see about that, though. Uh, but Metroid Summons Returns, I got stuck in a boss fight. Got to return to that, kill that thing. And uh, continue through the game. Uh, Golf Story, which I mentioned, was one of my top indie games. Uh, I do want to finish that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I play for an hour before I stop because I was uh, continue playing uh, Odyssey. Um, Mario Plus Rabbits, I'm on the final level. I just have to, you know, get good and actually beat it because uh, it was kicking my my ass. <laughs> Uh, and you know, hopefully, I'll get back into uh, ukulele next year. Let's see if that. And of course, that's not even mentioning 
uh, Ducky Ducky Literature Club. I can't even say that literature. Literature. There we go. Club. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get to play that game too. Wolfenstein, like you mentioned, I want to play the entire series. Um, I haven't played the the uh, latest uh, expansion for Shovel Knight, so that's also my backlog. Uh, and so many other games. It's, backlogs are stupid. I hate them, but, you know, <laughs> we gotta yeah. get through and them. And they get worse every year. Exactly, so, yeah. Alright, well then, 2018 hype. What are you guys excited for for next year? Um, mine is basically Shadow of the Colossus, even though I already played that game, but it's gonna look gorgeous. Um, I'm interested to watch people play this game. I don't know if I can handle it, but it's called Agony. It's supposed to be some super intense, like graphic gore game. I don't want. I don't know if I want to pay for that, but I'd rather watch someone do it. <laughs> um, we Happy Few, which I've been waiting for for since I fucking heard of it, and just like ready to see it already. Um, God of War Anthem, and I don't think Blind Forest or in the Blind Forest is next year, but. That would be loud, yeah. I think it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's kind of like Harry Potter. True, yeah, it's like yeah, Ori yeah. and something. Ori and whatever. Um, like, I don't think that's next year, but if it is, that'd be fucking sweet. And I'm excited for what we, me and Joe have planned for maybe next year. So, um, yeah, that's that's my uh, 2018 hype. I don't think I have any games for 2018 hype. Like, all the games that are coming out, it's like, eh. Like God of War, I could take or leave. It just looks so gorgeous, but yeah, if the gameplay is more like button smashing shit, then I probably won't get it. Uh, the the David Cage game coming out, like Detroit Become Human, looks kind of interesting. Yeah, like, I, I'm intrigued about it. I don't know if I'm like super hyped to try it. Uh, anything else? I'm not really too familiar with all the stuff coming uh, out. Are we happy few? Twenty? No, that doesn't really guide me that much. Really, it's it looks very much like any of the Bioshock games. That's why I, I find interest in it. It just seems like, yeah, like, oh, it's the or- Orwellian kind of future where everyone's, like, mind-controlled and, like, Stepford Wives kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, no it hasn't really grabbed me yet. Maybe it will, but, yeah, not so far. Okay. Yeah, my thing with 2018 is that I think we got so many great things in 2017. Now, 2018 is, like, eh. Looks eh. like, nah. Yeah, it's an yeah, off year. Like, honestly, and I think it's more, at least for me personally, it's more of a, hey, I really have a lot of stuff that I want to catch up on. And I'd rather, like, play all those <laughs> before I jump into any new things. So, yeah, I'm personally not excited for um, many games. Uh, however, and I can't confirm if this is a 2018 game, but... Uh, I think maybe they said that it was. Uh, but Project Octopath Traveler, yes. which is a, a Square Enix game uh, for exclusively for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, there is a demo on the on the Nintendo Switch eShop that you can download and play. Uh, it's actually a pretty big, uh, like, have you, lengthy... Have you played it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I play the... Uh, okay. I, forgot, I think it's Primrose, uh, the uh, female character name. I hear some uh, really good writing in that game. It gets really, like... He, it's, it's more adult than you would expect. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it gets like it gets super serious like right away, uh, and I really like that. Uh, the gameplay is fantastic. The art, I mean, you guys have seen it. It looks just gorgeous or over around. Um, uh, the story, the characters, I think they're very well written as well, and the their motivation to do stuff is like very compelling. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that game. If it releases next year, great. If it 
you know, releases. Uh, 2019, also great. Whenever it comes <laughs> out, I know I'm going to be buying it day one. Uh, just yeah. based on the demo, I really, really, really liked it. Um, I see uh, the, the artwork and I'm also- like, Psh, that's, that's all you need to show me. Exactly. I'll play that game. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like the music, even for the game, it's also like just top notch. So uh, yeah, that's like that's the one game that I'm really looking forward to for next year. But like oh, everything else, just like you, yo, everything else, like eh, if yeah, I play, see, I'll play it. The thing is, I'm I'm super hyped for a lot of games, but a lot of all these games don't have release dates. True. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, they're like Final Fantasy VII remake. I'll. I'll be there day one whenever that decides to come out but that won't episode be episode like 2025 one. we'll yeah, have exactly. like 30 episodes uh, there's this game called uh, I don't think it has an official title but it's like kind of working title it's called Allison Road I don't know if you've ever heard of it oh yeah I think I've seen it too yeah it was like cancelled for a long time and then the developer came out back out and he's like oh no I'm, I'm, I decided I'm gonna start making it again I'm gonna start working on it uh, it's supposed to be a really scary kind of that's a super PT? realistic game. Yeah, PT-esque. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what else was there? I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was more. Yeah, I and I think the problem was like at least you know, like I'm I'm mostly, well, not mostly, but I I enjoy like Nintendo games the most, I guess. Um for me, it was like Nintendo focused so much on 2017 that they didn't really talk about next year. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't really care because 2017 was so good. Uh, but then I feel like Microsoft and Sony also follow suit and they just talk about this year. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what is it really coming later than like, is The Last of Us Part 2? I feel like it's gonna be like next. Well, not next year, but at the year after. Like this year, E three or next year, E threes are gonna be all about what's coming in the next three to four years, or maybe even sooner. But like, I don't think too much is happening. That and it almost feels like there's a lot of weird, like in between console things happening. Like the next version of these consoles, and then people are even speculating of the next gen consoles coming within the next yeah. two to three years. So it's like, who knows what's happening? Yeah. It's just, there's a lot yeah. of weird stuff going on with like the consoles themselves. Oh, death stranding. That's another one that has no release date. I'm like, I'm super hyped to find out what is, this is about. I feel like they took the entire <laughs> year to make that. Fucking yeah, trailer. I know. I know it's, it's a thousand yeah. years away. Like, you know what? We'll like, never w- see that game. We're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be celebrating our 40 years. And so I'm like, Oh, right. That's trending. That's coming right. out soon, eh? Yeah. And we're gonna be like, two. Super- yeah, yeah. I don't know when that's coming out, but I'm hyped for that. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I don't care enough about 2018. I like, I just want to play all the great games in 2017 instead. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of catching up to do once we get the Switch. So it's like, I'm fine with the low key releases, and yeah. you know, a lot of these games I want to watch before I get. Um, Be Happy Few might be like the one that I will like maybe commit to right away, but everything else I'm like, I'll hang back and see. And Ori, if that comes out this year, obviously that's a day yeah, one if, buy, but if I doubt Ori, it. If Ori comes out in 2018, uh, that will be one of those games that I wouldn't even think twice about yep. getting. Uh, but yeah, everything else, it's like, yeah, I can wait for like a sale or something to pick up. I'm not like in a rush for anything really. For sure. Uh, like, one of the games that I really want to play is PUBG, and that shit is not even on sale. So, like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll play that whenever I play it then. 
whatever. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. damn. Well, rounding out this podcast, do you guys have any episodes? Doesn't have to be this podcast, but do you have any other episodes that you were featured on that you want to promote as something you're really proud of putting out? Um, I put the Undertale and Earthbound just because that was really fun. Um, it's always great to like share stories with either like a long history with a game or just like a lot of personal you know, love for a game. So it was awesome to finally be able to share that with you, Adrian, especially yeah. the music. Like that was just like the best part. So I was happy that you finally got to like feel and see everything the way it, it you know, it, it's supposed to happen and papyrus. Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. Uh, I'd recommend our spring cast. I think that was the best thing we did all year. <laughs> that was like the only thing we did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can't, if I'm not going to pick our Earthbound Undertale crossover, I would I would pick our spring cast. I like the I love the game I played. I I I thought it was real good. I would yeah. recommend it. I'd still recommend it. I it I fun. actually don't have much. Like I I recorded stuff with you guys, uh, and you guys already picked like probably <laughs> both the episodes. You were yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, like hey man, I don't, you could double up. I did. I did uh, a couple of uh, like really interesting, uh, but it, it was more like local based stuff uh, here uh, with uh, Kelly from the Edmonton Nerdless. We did a couple of uh, nerdy podcast conversations about you know shit that was happening in the city. That was really cool, but I don't even think you can listen to those anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, I didn't do I didn't do much. Like I just played games and made games and went to conventions about games. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to expand myself. I did well. All right, so it's not it's not like uh, uh, podcast related, but I did follow the entire uh, Ink Ink October challenge. So thirty one drawings in thirty one days, and I did post all of those on my Twitter and my Instagram. Uh, and you could see from like last year or even from the beginning how much confident I was getting in drawing. So I'm very happy about that. I'm still not, you know, like an artist by any sense of the imagination, but uh, but I, you know, I, that made me happy and it was fun to do. So uh, yeah, and if you want to see a a guy who has hasn't drawn anything since he was like I don't know, like nine or eight, uh, and you want to see some drawings that are video game related, then I guess look at those. <laughs> Maybe I need to pick up a new hobby too because everything I mentioned is video game related. So All right. You could I'll pick up, draw if I pick video up, games. <laughs> if, I, if I pick up music though, if I start playing an instrument, I'll just start doing covers of video game songs too. So it has to be something completely unrelated. All right. Well, I mean, it's a different aspect of games. I mean, music in itself is a very... yeah different thing even if it's music in a game it's still like the activity of music but i hear what you're saying yeah i'll just you know in 2018 i'll just become a gym bro and just go to the gym all the time then post (laughs) pictures about me going to the gym uh so you know it's not video game related i don't know i i don't know (laughs) everything is video game related in my life see he has a hobby and he he lives it yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> well, people, that is it. It's been a very long, long time for us. Um, so we will address some things in the next episode. But for now, I'll just leave you with there will be changes 
with this podcast. Um, we're still working out the details, but we won't stray too far from where we are now. So it'll be a little bit of a, a change in terms of format and what we normally release. And we will obviously have more info once that comes. But until then, I guess we will uh, we will call it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bye, everyone. I feel like I should have some really cool sign off. Maybe I, I know. I was one. totally going to steal Greg's mother. Like, it was my, it's our pleasure to serve you. I know funny so much. It's terrible. We'll work on That'll be part of our um, our new podcast. Well, not new podcast. So that'll be um, part of our, our new and improved version of Simon's Cake is we'll have a good sign off. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, it was our pleasure. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Well, it was fun. And I hope everyone who's listening, whether it's before or after holidays, has, you know, great time with their loved ones and good good New Year's, good safe New Year's. And, you know, we will uh, be doing some new shit next year. What, what did I say earlier, Joe? New year, new me? <laughs> new year, new me. New year, new me. <laughs> it won't be a new me, but it'll be a uh, revamped If podcast. anything, it'll be a throwback. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're, we're throwing throwback shit back. Me. so yeah. yeah, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's a weird saying. Well, it's like for cards. Oh. Like you're playing cards, picking up what I'm putting down. I don't play cards. Well, it's been, it's been real, peeps, so... Uh, Yes, we'll cut it there. All right, peace out, peeps. Bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.